Welcome back. My name is Chris. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things Crossing Streams Edition. Those of you who are newer to the show, we, we haven't done this version in a while, but it's a segment we use each week to talk about other things we've been watching, a multitude of shows and, and film properties that we're not going to do deep dives on uh, to like a whole season long kind of thing, but just something we've been checking out. We think you guys should check out. But this week, the very first one is an extra special version where we kind of talk about our trip to L.A., going to the world premiere of Across the Spider-Verse. And we're a week late on doing a reviewer discussion about Across the Spider-Verse. I'm, heard, I'm sure you've heard tons of people talk about it. So we're not going to go too deep, but we do want to touch on what I believe to be the best movie of the year so far mm-hmm. and, and likely to remain there. Um, until I see past lives on the 23rd when that opens wide. But also uh, the the experience of just going out there and going go, on a trip together. Going to L.A. 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 They've been to L.A. So I was invited by TikTok to the world premiere, and I called Steve immediately uh, because I got this invitation on a Thursday, and the premiere was on a tu- the following Tuesday. That's how, yeah. I don't know how much time they give you. We live in the Cincinnati area, um, and so I call Steve kind of in a panic, First, I looked at my wife and she's like, what? Because I had this shocked look on my face. And I was like, uh, well, I, I just got invited to the Spider-Man world premiere in L.A. And she was like, OK, are you, are you going to go? And I said, I can't possibly go. But I kind of have to. And like it was like that. It was like my exact yeah. response. And like she's how do like, you, how do you turn that down? Yeah. But I, I do have a day job, unfortunately. I mean, I'm grateful to have a, a, a job that pays my bills. <laughs> but I wish <laughs> this did. You know what I mean? Uh, um, same. <laughs> same. That'd be great. It, it doesn't. Uh, so I, I was like, and both of my bosses, like the the uh, executive director of another branch in another state and my executive director were both on vacation and had left me in charge of operations and various things. And so I'm like, am I really about to like dip out to LA unannounced at the last second? Yes, I am. I did that. <laughs> That's what happened. Cause I couldn't pass up on this opportunity. So I call Steve, Steve, I called you. That's me. And I was like, Hey man, would you want to come as my guest to the world premiere? We can go streaming things style. Family style on this motherfucker. Family style. <laughs> Get the whole KFC bucket, baby. It's family night. <laughs> and you were like, ah. And you happened to be on vacation. You took yes. a staycation for your mental health. Yeah, through no. And I was like, fuck that. Let's fly to LA. Yes. Yeah, serendipitously. <laughs> like, I, I had taken the week off work. I was going to take the week off the podcast because I've been burning the midnight oil pretty much since Stranger Things season four came out last summer. And I just needed to step away from everything and recharge my batteries. And so I was already planning on being off of work this week. So when you called and invited me, I was like, this will never happen where we you get invited to something. The opportunity to go to this movie comes up and I actually am free from work. Yeah, that never happens. And so it was kind of like, like, what? We kind of have to do this, right? Like, how do we do it, though, in such a short term? Well, we both, let's be clear, we both bitched out. Yeah, we did. And our significant others pushed yeah. us into having this once-in-a-lifetime moment. Yeah. I know mine did. My, my, my wife was like, you, we have to figure it out. Don't be a sissy. Yeah. Like, you got to go to L.A. Yeah, and then I, I, I was talking to my girlfriend. I'm like, it's just too expensive. And she's like, no, it's fucking not here. And then she, like, found, like, plane tickets like and, and stay for, like, real cheap. Like, look, it's affordable. Go. Well, and like, a, what are you doing? It wasn't cheap, but it was affordable. Yeah. Because we were looking at like $1,000 for just the flights because it was last-minute flights to L.A. And they were miserable flights too, like multiple layovers and stuff. And I was just like, oh, man. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, Steve came back, 
thanks to Erica and was like, look, man, and you booked it all because I probably wouldn't have had the the finality to get it all done. You know what I mean? You just, you did it. And, uh, and I was really hesitant to leave my wife with our, our, you know, our, our daughter's only 10 months old. And I was like, I just went to Austin to, to see Robert Rodriguez and that whole bunch a couple weeks prior to this. And I was like, I can't do that to you again. And this time it's multiple days. And she was like, it'd be fine to go, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so we went, we did it. Uh, and I, it was funny because I did the math in my head and I, I, I called my, the owner of my company and was like, Hey, I've got something come up, but don't worry. I'm going to handle everything. Uh, cause I kind of work semi remotely anyway. Right. And he's like, oh, okay, well just make sure you have everything's handled. I didn't tell him what it was. He didn't ask. <laughs> um, so the entire time, like Steve knows I was kind of stressed because there's a three hour time zone difference. And so what I did was I would wake up at five or 6 AM in LA and I would just be in the hotel lobby working and answering the phone as if I was in my office. And I was sleeping. And <laughs> until <laughs> when the premiere and all the stuff we were doing would happen around 5 p.m., it was 8 back home and they wouldn't bother me anyway. Yeah. So I thought it was like, oh, this will work out perfect. And it did kind of. Yeah. I nailed it. Um, crushed it, man. But yeah, so we flew to L.A. and uh, we got to do a bunch of cool shit. I kind of I started messaging all of the people that had over the previous months asked me if I lived in LA or when I was going to be in LA and could we meet up? And I was like, no, I don't probably never. Um, and so we got to have lunch with a friend of the show, Sean Whalen. That was the first thing we did. Yeah. Uh, he was so nice. He got us lunch. And when he wanted to talk about the movie he's been working on crust and looks great. show us some of the dailies, it looks incredible. And, you know, we got to hang out with him uh, at the, the restaurant. I forget the name of it, but it was featured in Barry. It was something that the, the characters asked for, um, which was, cause we stayed in, Beverly Hills. Uh, Westwood, though, specifically the UCLA area and yeah. then in Beverly Hills. Um, and then we got to go to Agbo Studios, uh, the Russo Brothers Studios, uh, and meet with um, Sarah and Sophia and their whole team and all the editors and, you know, they where they produce and shoot and edit all kinds of stuff for the Russo Brothers films and TV shows. And that was incredible. Like, they, yeah, that was awesome. They were so sweet and welcoming. Yeah, they were. Like, they had uh, welcome Chris and Steve streaming things on this marquee when we came in, mm-hmm. and uh, it's a great time. That was that blew my mind. We got to the go Ru- through the Russo's offices. Yeah, we we're just hanging out in Joe Russo's office. No big deal. You picked up his Nickelodeon Kids Choice Award. I did, which is a kaleidoscope, by yeah, the way. Never, Apparently, never, all yeah. Nickelodeon's Choice Awards are actually kaleidoscopes. Yeah, I never knew that. We didn't know this. It's fun. Uh, and they have the best toilet I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> you spent more time in the toilet than like looking at like the Thanos glove or something. Yeah, You're fuck like, that. You walked in. It's one of those. <laughs> it's one of those like super fancy toilets where you walk in and it opens up and just plays a little jingle to you. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. It had like poop. 19 bidet settings. I and can't like wait a, for you to poop in me. And like you could save your favorite settings on user one and two. <laughs> I was like, whoa. But all of their bathrooms have like a 60 inch plasma screen, like on the, on the wall. So you can just watch a movie while you're, you're in the bathroom. Yeah. The whole time. That's where I would be. That'd, be. that'd be where all the work gets done. If you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just got a, Shout out the Agbo crew for being like the sweetest people on earth. Yeah, they made you a custom hat. They did. They did. I wish I was wearing it right now. I meant to. Uh, it was really funny too because Steve and I got lost and we got out of the Uber oh, yeah. and we've never been in LA before. And St- I'm like, yeah, it says if you go around this, there, it's in an alley is the entrance to the studio, Steve. And Steve's just confidently walking. And I, I'm like 20 feet behind him because I've stopped frozen because 
in front of Steve is a sea of like uh, homeless folks and tents and like fencing. And I'm like, mm, I don't think, I think they would have mentioned that if that's where the studio was. Uh, and Steve, God love him. is just like, this is where Chris told me to go. Doop, doop, doop. And I was like, Hey, <laughs> I think we did something wrong. <laughs> and when we ran into Sarah and Sophia, they were like, Oh yeah, that's Skid Row. And I was like, Oh, so the murder hotel. And they're like, yeah, it's right there. And I was like, yes, let's go. Cause I'm a child. That's the, the, the dumb confidence of someone who films way too much shit. Cause like I've, I've filmed a bunch of stuff like in situations like that. So I'm just kind of like, duh, 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 duh. Going into the homeless camp. No big deal. Hey, guys. What's up, guys? Do you know where Agbo is? Yeah. <laughs> huh? <laughs> um, but yeah, that was a, a wild day. And then we get to the premiere itself, right? It was uh, yeah. my first uh, world premiere ever. Uh, have you ever been to a world premiere of a film before, oh, Steve? all the time. No. Yeah, this was my first <laughs> one, too. <laughs> well, I mean, you've got, what, four Emmys? I didn't know. Yeah, but it's not cool. They're not cool Emmys. They're just like <laughs> local Emmys. Still. I didn't know what you, what you do with your life. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so yeah, it was our first one ever. And so, yeah, we got to, well, we were supposed, I got to say this and I've never said this. I'm like, I don't know how to say this on TikTok without sounding like a dick. Uh, it was 90% an incredible once in a lifetime experience. The movie was amazing. We got to see all of the stars and the cast and the crew. Yeah. We'll get, Um, we'll get to the movie. It's amazing. But there was a moment where I got really upset because and I felt like I don't belong here, and I still kind of feel that way that it's not my scene. Oh, yeah, for sure we don't really because there, there's hundreds of influencers, quote, and I say that with stank on it for a reason that are invited to this thing, right? And a lot of them are like in love with movies and they're filmmakers and stuff like that, but a lot of them are not. Mm-hmm. And um, you can tell which ones are not. And Sean Whalen told us he's like, "Don't fucking worry about what you wear or like none of it matters." A lot of people are just there, like at some party, they'll leave halfway through, stop being stressed yeah, out. He did. And he was 100 percent correct. Uh, because nobody was really that nice. Like the cast and crew, the famous people were so much more sweet and welcoming than like my colleagues on TikTok that I thought would be like, Hey man, uh, everybody knew each other. Cause they go to these things all the time. And most of them live in LA and it felt like high school where it was like, who's this fucking guy, which is who I was in high school. Is that fucking guy? Mm-hmm. Um, like I stood in line if you call it a line. Uh, and I, I heard from other people later, Steve, like people that I do talk to on TikTok as friends that go to these things frequently. It was like, that thing was a fucking mess. It's not usually yeah. like that. Yeah. That's one thing I just want to say is like, I was actually very shocked with how poorly run the, the red carpet event itself was. And even the screening, there were several times where I, I was looking around at where we were and just thinking, if there was a fire right now, <laughs> or if, you know, heaven forbid something worse than a fire, we're all dead because you're just packed in with so many people and you can't get anywhere. Yeah. It was so, there were so many people in one tight spot. It was an uncomfortable uh, seat that we were in, in the theater. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but luckily the movie was so damn good. None of that mattered, but we're on the red carpet in what you would call a line, I guess. Um, but it's more like a blob of chaos. Yeah. And, and you could tell the security was freaking out and angry because things were not going as planned for what plans there were. Yeah. They didn't know what people were who. And yeah. But this lady in front of me kept pulling people that she knew, other influencers, like literally grabbing their forearm and pulling them in front of me because she knew them. Right. Mm-hmm. And like it was so rude. And I was getting so mad because I was trying to be on my best behavior. But Steve. 
<laughs> what? Like, you know me very I'm, well. I'm, I, so I knew you were getting but upset. You're aware I can kind of pop a gasket, yeah, but you've I, never really seen it. And I was trying really hard not to do that. Well, also, so I knew you were getting upset. Your anxiety was getting the best of you. Sure. But I really didn't want you to miss this opportunity. So I was like, just hold on to my shoulder. I'm going to make sure we get up there, dude. Don't was, worry. I'm going to give it up. I will punch these people. <laughs> like, I was really trying to like stay strong for you. You did. And I just tapped out. And honestly, it was for the best. It was. Yeah. You, you made the right choice. Because I, I do, I do pop a gasket and it was, I could just feel it coming. And I was like, I don't want to like ruin the evening, but it led to a great experience though. It did. So eventually I'm 45 minutes of standing in this spot. I have not moved. And people that are, that were 30 people behind us are now in the middle of the red carpet. That's how fucked I got. So, <laughs> and I'm trying to be like, I don't know where I'm at. Like, I don't know any of these people. I'm trying to be so nice that I'm not like, Hey, what are you doing at any of these people? I'm just like, oh, okay, this is probably going to stop soon. Surely she doesn't know any more people. <laughs> no. Um, and so I, I was like, Steve, I got to go, buddy. Uh, and I leave. I leave the red carpet line and I go up to like the bar party area and I ask for a water, which takes me a ridiculous amount of time to get. And I'm trying to calm down because I, I do have a nicotine addiction and uh, I don't I don't have any of that because I'm not going to be that guy from Kentucky. Like, What's up, guys? Uh, <laughs> What do you mean you can't smoke in here? <laughs> um, Got any myth? I'm not a complete <laughs> savage. <I've laughs> um, and I also, I'm fucking thirsty too. So I get the water. I'm starting to calm down. I turn around and I bump into Paul Shear. Love Paul Shear. Paul Shear is the sweetest man on the planet mm -hmm. because he, like, not that he doesn't pretend to know me, but he acts as if he does in like a very humble way. Like I bump into him. I realize it's Paul Shear, and I go, hey, man, holy shit, I'm a huge fan. I shake his hand, and he goes, hey, man, good to see you. You know, like, yeah, you've never seen me before. I am no one, but this is really nice of you to treat me like that. You know what I mean? Um, and here's something. I want to tell another story. I don't think I, I think I told you this. I'm not sure. I am standing there waiting on, because Steve's still in the red carpet line. Yeah, because my thought was like the two of us in travel across the goddamn country, and you had the one right of us thought. isn't going to walk across this fucking red carpet. So I was stood vigilant, right? Yeah. So after you bailed out, I managed to scroll my way. Like I'm third, right? My time is now. <laughs> and they after the celebrities went through, they're like, "Okay, we're letting you guys walk the carpet again." I'm like, "Hell yeah, the time is ready." And then he's like, "No guests though." Mm. And I was like, all right. <laughs> and if I had been there, I probably could have gotten you on. Like he needs to take photos of me with a cell phone or something. Yeah. Sorry. But I just. Oh, no. I, I, I got I, too angry. And at left. that point, because I, I think you had texted me at that point that you were hanging out with Paul Shear and shit. So <laughs> I was like in that line. I don't want to fucking be here anymore. I want to go hang out with Paul Shear. I this love line him. line sucks. <laughs> um, yeah. And part of it maybe was because I wasn't wearing my A24 hat and glasses. Like, Oh, and everyone didn't know who you were. No, I'm not saying if they had fucking known who I was. But what, there is. Like I just mean in a way of thing. like maybe they would have been like, oh, hey, man, a little more than who the fuck is this guy? Well, even when we met, when we had lunch with Sean Whalen. We, we wanted to get a picture with him. He's like, dude, you gotta, you gotta put can your you put hat on the hat. Can you put on the that's hat? what made <laughs> me think of that. Cause Sean was like, before we do the selfie, can you put on the hat? Um, <laughs> yeah, there really is a Clark Kent Superman situation going on with it, you. I think it's kind of weird. Um, but I'm standing there and I look over and I don't watch arrow. I can't be clear enough about that, but my buddy, Andy, <laughs> you, t you did tell me this story <laughs> is a huge fan of arrow. 
Uh, so I know I've seen the guy before. Is it our buddy, Andy? Yeah, our buddy, Andy. Okay. I didn't sorry, know sorry. if you were talking about like a different Andy. Andy, who that, used to host this show yeah, and the, everyone the, knows. The former co-host of streaming <laughs> things and that buddy, Andy. Andy, Andy loves Arrow. <laughs> so I, he's shown me clips and stuff, right? So I look over. You have failed the city. And I see Stephen Amel. Stephen Amel? Or Amel. I don't know the guy's name. And I recognize it him. Santa says you call you call him Steve Enam- Enamel. Like <laughs> Stephen Amell. I see the guy. I recognize him, but I don't recognize him. And I also don't know anything about sports. So my <laughs> so he's looking at me while I'm looking at him, and I'm only a few feet away from him, and I'm rudely staring, mouth half agape. And he's like talking to someone, and he keeps glancing over, and I'm still staring. It's one of those. <laughs> Because you're just trying to figure out how you know him. The reason why is because my brain is going. <laughs> is that Tom Brady? <laughs> no, that's not Tom that's, Brady. That can't be. Why would Tom Brady be here? Is he in this movie? That's Tom Brady. No. No. <laughs> For an absurdly long time until finally Steve rejoined me and he's like, hey, Stephen Amell. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, oh, ooh, I knew that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Haley Steinfeld was absolutely stunning. Oh, yeah, she worked that carpet, man. We got to see Shamik Moore, uh, Brian Tyree Henry. Um, Wiz Khalifa. Wiz Khalifa. Yeah, yeah. You know, I realized Jason that. Jason Schwartzman. I realized that I spoke to the voice of the, of the, the guy who voices Spider-Man in the PS4 game. Yeah, what's his name? Yuri something. Yuri something. Because he was wearing a really cool like Venom hoodie, Venom hoodie, and he and I was like, dude, that's a sweet hoodie. He's like, thanks, man. And then like the day after, the following day, someone t- tweeted a photo with him, like, oh, the best Spider-Man ever. I'm like, huh? And I was like, oh, that's the voice. Act. I just don't, you don't know who what a voice actor looks like, right? Yeah, so. and the kind of funny guys were really nice. Yeah, you're big to, fans of theirs. I got to talk to Tim Geddes and Blessing and AOA Junior from Kind of Funny. Like they're actually like, they're like a huge inspiration for me for this show. Yeah, because um, they kind of the kind of funny network started in a spare bedroom of an apartment and now they have like hundreds of employees in a giant studio and like and it took them 10 years about to do that. So I'm like kind of like, Chris, we need a we need a 10 year plan. <laughs> well, we're already six in, man. Yeah, no, and look, we got a we uh, six we're, six something six years in, and we got the studio apartment. Yeah, baby, uh, <laughs> that's right. So in ten more. Hey, we were just at the Spider-Man premiere, my friend. Um, but uh, Jake Johnson my, was there. Daniel Kaluuya. I had a weird moment with Jake Johnson, um, like a Tom Brady type thing. Kinda. Well, it was when we were leaving the theater. It's like the movie's over. We're leaving oh, the he theater. He was standing there. I was like, "Hey, yeah." So, like, uh, so it's again. So many people were trying to leave the theater at the same time. So, if that theater was on fire, we'd all be dead. Seriously, it was. I, it could not have been up to code. But so we had kind of gotten separated in the mass. So I make it outside, and and the and the the mob is just going straight. So I kind of once I leave the exit doors, I step off to the side to like wait for you. And I'm sitting there kind of like waiting for you. And I, I sense there's someone right behind me. So I look over. I kind of give a nod to the guy like, hey, what's up? And then I look back and then my brain finally puts two and two together. That's Jake Johnson. Yeah. So I was like, so I like whip my head back at him and he like kind of he kind of sees that I like did a double take at him. And I'm like, hey, man, he's like, hey, <laughs> you should have said, give a cookie, take a cookie. You give it. I gave a cookie. Give me cookie. <laughs> I should have uh, called him gay, Nick. 
That's a new girl's joke that some people might get. Yeah, I was like, that would have been rude. I didn't get that at all. No, I only know him as the guy from Jurassic Park or Jurassic World. And uh, that's the role. Yeah, that's the Jake Johnson role for you. Give a cookie, take a cookie. And this, of course, because he voices Peter Parker. But really cool experience. There was a moment where the people behind us, just to give you an idea, Again, oh, is this the is this yes. the, the follow? Oh, oh man, yeah. The, there's the people behind us, and they're definitely the type of influencers that have no idea what movies are. They're just there for. And when Haley Steinfeld herself got on the carpet, yeah, Haley Steinfeld herself, star, one of the stars of the movie, huge movie star, mega pop star. Yeah, everyone's like the the press, the paparazzi press, whatever you want to call them. They're like going crazy, like Haley, Haley, like they're taking her photo, and she's you know doing her sweet moves and hair flips. Got a great gift of that. Uh, we did the people behind us like who is she is she what is she famous is she in the movie what's her name and the, and the one guy's like oh they're saying Haley. Uh, uh, let me look it up Haley steinfeld who is that i don't know how that is look her up on twitter hey i thought oh yeah she she's in this movie she's one of the stars oh cool is what's, she verified is she verified <laughs> yeah oh cool follower follower Haley. and then they start calling her name and trying to take her photo just because she's verified on Twitter. How many followers does she have? Yeah, and they realize how many followers. And it was just, honestly, it was like the grossest thing ever. Because the whole time we were in L.A., like everyone's super kind. Yeah, it's all so the stuff fun. that you hear about L.A. Everything yeah, may or every, may not be true, but we ran into nothing but sweet people. Yeah, in our experience, everyone that we had run into, it was it was not at all what everyone tells you L.A. is. And then that happened. I'm like, oh, there they are. That's that's where they've been this whole time. Because, again, these people are also dressed up like if you crossed Prince's outfit from the 80s with like a Power Rangers villain. Like that's how they came dressed at the premiere. They look better than me, though. Well, they they look better than all of us. No, you looked amazing, Mm. my friend. I mean, I did. I did like that jacket. You you looked amazing. It was a a good purchase. It was a good purchase. But uh, so but like. The, overall, the event was super, super awesome. It was just great to be in like an old school L.A. theater. Fire code be damned. Yeah, this is the Fox Theater. I mean, when we were eating lunch with Sean Whalen, he was like, oh, that's where my the Twister premiere was. You know, it's it just neat. Yeah, there's so much history there. And just to kind of just be in that world for a little bit was interesting to be on a, uh, like a fly on the wall sort of and kind of see all these celebrities walk by and have small minor interactions like staring at Stephen Amell or Tom Brady. <laughs> I, I, I kind of I kind of embarrassed myself with uh, Paul Shear because we were like I was like I want to talk to Paul Shear because I love him he's like a big inspiration podcasting wise for me personally. Mm-hmm. How um, did this get made? Right? Yeah. How did this get made? One of my favorite show, Unspooled. I like I love those shows and he he's such a good host. He's so friendly and cordial with everybody. So I really wanted to walk by him. There's a point where he's like right outside the the theater. It's him and Sam Richardson and they're just talking to each other like friends. And we were walking by and I was kind of like, I love you, Paul Shear. Just kind of hoping he well, would hear me. The, the lady was trying to pull us away to go upstairs. Yeah. So I'm like, I love you, Paul Shear. And I don't even know if he heard me or not, but we start to walk away. And then I have the moment where I'm like, oh, fuck. I also love Sam Richardson, <laughs> but I didn't say I loved him. Oh, no. And But the moment had passed and I felt so embarrassed. Now, you should have <laughs> ran back down there and went, I love you, Sam Richardson. I love you, Sam Richardson. <laughs> I do love Sam Richardson. I know. He's the so good. The after party's great. Werewolves Within is so good. He's great in Ted Lasso. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's great in Ted Lasso. He's so good. Um, but the movie itself, uh, we're both huge fans of Into the Spider-Verse, right, Steve? Yeah, and and, and also I do want to like take the moment here just to say thank you, Chris, for inviting me to the <sighs> premiere because 
like you know, like a lot of listeners know, the Spider-Man franchise is very, very important to my career uh, because Spider-Man 2 came out. I was such a huge fan of Spider-Man 2, like the Tobey Maguire movies. Uh, so my friends and I at the time in high school, this is, what was that, 2004 or five when that yeah. came out? Um we we made a Spider-Man 2 parody called Spider-Mike and that making that movie over the course of the summer with my friends is is so influential and, and that was such a key uh, moment in my life to be doing what I'm doing now. And so to go to a premiere in LA for a Spider-Man movie was super fucking surreal. Like I was there was a point where we we're on the red carpet I'm looking around at all this and I just was like this is incredible. This is such a, an amazing full circle moment for me. And honestly, like for both of us, Chris, like, I, I don't know if you felt this way. And I know we're like, we don't belong with these people or a lot of the people like the influencers and stuff like that. Maybe this isn't our scene, but I did have the moment like, this isn't the last time we go. And one day we'll go for our own movie. And that I truly believe now. And so like, let's fucking do it, brother. Yeah. There was, um, <laughs> I was having sensory overload. Um, yeah, you were, so thinking I, about, you were trying to figure out where those cookies were that Sophia was talking about. I was like, come on, man. <laughs> there it is. We did go there. Um, they, were, they were good. What was she it? Was Diddy, right. Diddy something? Yeah. Diddy Reese? Diddy Reese, yeah. Diddy Reese. Diddy Reese cookies, baby. Um, so I never got... To, it took a while to get that like, oh shit, we're here moment, you know, with that I had throughout the entire trip, like when we were at Agbo and stuff. But at the premiere itself, I was like overwhelmed because I, I, I have anxiety issues. And like, even though I'm like pretty cordial and like gregarious person. It's all an overcompensation for how much I'm freaking out and how much I want to not be around people. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, and so in that moment I was like, I don't know where to recharge cause there's just flashing cameras and, and I didn't have like a, you were my only buoy in the sea of loneliness. I mean, buoy. Cause I'm recognizing all these faces from TikTok. Yeah. Buoy that either are maybe nervous and in, in, in their own world and their, in their own right, or don't recognize me because I have my hat off <laughs> or just <laughs> don't fucking care as much as I think they do as when we're, they're nice to me via DM. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm waiting for them to be like, Oh, Hey, but it, like I, I lock eyes with them and they're like, they just turn away. And I'm like, Oh, that's mm -hmm. pretty disappointing after a year of talking to you that we're, you know, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's where my brain's at, but you're right. I mean, it, it's, it was a lifetime of buildup and it would absolutely not be the last time. Um, and hopefully we get to make something that we're really proud of and invite, other people too. Um, but yeah, huge fan of Into the Spider-Verse. And I don't mean that like, oh, I love that movie. I have seen that movie dozens of times. And it's 2018 is when it came out. I've been listening to the soundtrack. What's up, Danger? Yeah. Do you ask Danger what is up? Yeah. And then I, I start a riot. <laughs> uh, I've been listening to that soundtrack every week since then. Um, I think as far as animation goes, it's a landmark event. I mean, it, it, it did for animation what the Matrix did for action movies. It, it yeah. showed what else is possible and everyone has imitated it ever since. I think Pixar has dominated animation in the way that it looks for so long since Toy Story, since the mid 90s. Mm -hmm. And and across the spider into the Spider-Verse said, fuck that. Right. And now everybody uh, like uh, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Have you seen that, Steve? No, but I've seen like the first scene because someone was mentioned to me how awesome the animation was. It's actually was an that. incredible movie. And I've been wanting to see it ever since I saw that scene. It looks so good. And that that only exists because of Into the Spider-Verse. Mm -hmm. um, and so you're thinking, how can a sequel live up to something that 
I mean, it's a perfect movie. It's the best, I think, superhero movie ever made is Into the Spider-Verse. And then for Across the Spider-Verse to at least match that, many say top it and continue to improve upon and push the barriers of animation and inspire other people yet again, while at the same time telling an incredibly emotional, compelling narrative. Uh, it's a fucking phenomenal feat. I was blown away by Across the Spider-Verse. There are some nits to pick about the fact that it's a part one, and I think that's why a lot of people have given it, you know, maybe four and a half stars on Letterboxd rather than five, just because it doesn't feel like a complete movie. And I understand that because that's how I felt about Dune. Mm -hmm. uh, I was like, wow, this is fucking incredible. The detail, the, the cinematography, the performances, four stars, mad, because it's not a whole story, right? Mm -hmm. And at that time, I had to wait what it's been a couple of years so we've had to wait for doom part two wasn't even greenlit yeah so that was maddening whereas at least beyond the spider-verse is set to come out in march of 2024 at least yeah. as we record this as of now but yeah i mean you how would you think steve uh honestly it was incredible because I, I like like you i love the first one so much this movie was in, like everything i loved about into the spider-verse across the spider-verse kind of took it to the next level the next 10 levels uh, the animation, they really go all out on the different styles of animation that they're using at the same time I mean, on screen. There's a ridiculous amount of detail. And, and yeah, like I've gone back and I've been meaning to watch it again, but I've watched a couple like uh, like the, the screen crush, like all the Easter eggs that are in the movie. And, and some of the some of the details in the background are so incredible that they thought to put that in. Yeah. And they're so layered, like you really understand why it took so long to make this movie. Cause it, oh, yeah. It, the took way, every bit of five years. Yeah, the way they seamlessly kind of bring literally hundreds of spider people into this world, and and and, and it's always like moving at a clip, and, and and it's one of those movies where you would benefit to watching this way more than once. Oh yeah, it will I, take me ten watches to catch everything. I'll be ninety and I'll watch this movie and pick up on things in the background. Oh, holy shit! Oh, let me tell you about the, the Spider Man, Sp Miles Morales. I love Hobie. Spider-Punk. Daniel Kaluuya's character, Hobie, is a fan favorite He's for good reason. Out, yeah. And what's really, they do, I don't know much about an animation, but I've heard uh, what they do, one of the many things that they do that's unique is they uh, they animate on twos, uh, where most animation is every single frame is a different pose, and that makes it seem really fluid and seamless. Mm -hmm. Whereas uh, in uh, across the Spider-Verse and into the Spider-Verse, what they do is they animate uh, oftentimes every third frame. So like one and two are the same frame. And then the third frame is a new pose mm -hmm. and it just makes the, the movements a little more jerky and interesting looking. Uh, and spider punk, they use thirds. Like yeah. there's three frames that are the same in a row. And so, because he's uh, against the mainstream. So he moves and looks differently than other characters mm -hmm. other than aside from all of the spider men having a different animation style and stuff. It's like star Wars visions put into one movie <laughs> like there's little touches like that that are so amazing and that you just yeah. have to like learn about later on. Um, yeah. And I, and I love the, the way they kind of expanded on the, the world that they created in the first movie. They do a very clever thing with, you know, the, the spider, the, the origin of the spider that bit miles, yes. I think is, is just this, this linchpin to the whole movie that makes it just work. And then just the, the characters themselves, like there's a lot more Gwen Stacy played by obviously uh, Haley Steinfeld, who is verified, who is verified, you guys. Uh, so follow her. 
and 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 she does great work. I love uh, Shamik Moore as Miles. Like, like, and I love what they're doing with Miles Morales specifically, where you've got this whole universe of spidered people. And why is he so different from them all? Like, what? Why is? Why does he stand apart? Why do all the Spider Men have a problem dealing with him specifically? Like, I think that's so uh, smart. And it's I pronounce lo- Spider Man's. Spider Man's. Sorry. <laughs> uh, and, and and you know, and then the, the returning Jake Johnson is just uh, hilarious as Peter B. Parker as always. Oscar Isaac as Miguel O'Hara is great addition. A great addition. Spider Man twenty ninety nine is so cool. Not only is this like the most. Like you said, it's, it's maybe the best movie of the year so far. I think it's I, I, I agree with that. Yeah, for me, it's that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so far, there are two sequences in this movie. One specifically, like in the middle of the movie, where it is going to be hard to beat that as the most thrilling set piece in a movie ever. Or at least this year, because that's that set piece it's in the wild. middle specifically has super high octane action it's very stylized it's very funny mm-hmm. but also an incredibly emotional and like all of these emotions are wrapped up in like what do you say like maybe a 15 minute scene maybe yeah uh, it, it's it's jaw-dropping and stunning and uh there's just it continues to have an amazing voice cast andy sandberg's small role is hilarious ben Riley. uh yeah uh and then like did you know jack quaid was in this yes I he did plays not know um, Peter Parker, I think, in one of the other universes. Yeah, uh, Jason Schwartzman as the spot. Jack Quaid was at the premiere, and and you, we I didn't. Yeah, we didn't see him. It was like, oh, dang. There's, there's a bunch of uh, celebrities that were at the premiere that have nothing to do with the movie, like, like Tom Brady, like Tom Brady, Stephen Amell, <laughs> uh, Ken Marino from Party Down was there, mm-hmm. just walking about. Uh, it, it was kind of bananas, just like, well, wow. if I was a celebrity, I would totally do that. I would like call my buddy, like we want to do tonight. Spider-Man. <laughs> Let's go watch Spider-Man. Oh yeah. It comes out next week. They're probably doing the premiere tonight. Yeah. Well, I'll text Haley and see if we can come, you know, like I'll definitely do that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I think that's what Paul Shear did. I'd be Paul a- Shear was there with well, his wife. Well, he played June. Spider-Pig in Into the Spider-Verse. So I think he had like. That was John Mulaney. Oh, you're right. John Mulaney played Spider-Pig. What did Paul Shear do? He did something, didn't he? I don't know. He's not on the IMDb of this movie. Maybe he was in the first one. But I mean, he was there with his wife, June, and their two boys. Yeah. So it was, it was I, I, if I had two boys and I was a celebrity, I would be like, guys, get me into the Spider-Verse. I really want to take my boys to see it, please. And thank you. <laughs> but even so, like, there's a character, Jason Schwartzman plays this character named Spot. And just the the way they stage the action, because the, the whole thing with that character is he, he looks like a polka dot man. Like he's white with like these black spots all over him. Yes. But each spot kind of goes to a different place in space. So when he's fighting Miles, like they use that power to very creative ideas. So like the action scene is very loopy and wild and neat and creative and funny. Yeah, Jason Schwartzman's greatness as like it's a perfect cast. And I love the way I love how they grow that character because the character starts off one way and ends up an actual like legit um, contender. If yeah, you he's will. not just the villain of the week. Yeah, it, it, I could have been a contender. Me. I could have been a contender. Yeah, I think that that uh, you could argue that both Gwen and Spot uh, have pretty complete arcs, or at least you know uh, end in different places than they begin to make it. Even though it's a, a true true blue part one, uh, to make it a cohesive movie in and of itself, I cannot wait to watch it again. Mm-hmm. The, the one thing a lot of people have been claiming, uh, excuse me, complaining about 
is the uh, the sound quality. And apparently they've mm. updated the copy given to theaters to fix that. And I know the theater we're in. There's some theaters that like can't handle the, the, the mix that they did. I can't wait to see this again. Because ours Dolby. could not. No, ours was not a good theater for that. It was weird. The, the it's an old ass theater. Yeah, it's an old theater. And there was something weird going on with the center channel of the audio. Because sometimes like you couldn't really hear what they were saying. And it was like a quiet dialogue scene. But they seemed yeah. very far away. I want to see it in Dolby. I might be able to see it Sunday. Uh, I, I need to see it again with like real true sound. Yeah, I'd love to see that movie again. But I mean, if, if anybody listening hasn't seen it yet, which I, I think by the, the the box office numbers on opening weekend, most of you have, uh, please go watch it. If Yeah, it is a part one, though, if you did not know that. It is a part one, so it does end kind of abruptly. But in an exciting way, in, yeah, the, in a way that Lord of the Rings did it, I think. Like, it's like, oh, I can't wait for the oh, next I, one. Yeah, I agree. I kind of mentioned this, if you guys listened to our After Hours episode, I kind of mentioned how, like, the way that movie ends, it's like, I thought it was gearing up for this, like, big, you know, third act yeah. where I'm like, oh, yeah, it's going on. I can't wait. And then it was, and then it ended. Aww. And I was like, oh, I was getting really jazzed for that thing we were about to do. Yeah. Uh, but it does kind of leave you in a place where you're just, you're kind of like, oh, I can't wait to see that. That's going to be so cool when that happens. But even though it's two and a half hours, I mean, everybody was wanting more. Um, yeah. So I, you know, I wish we could talk longer about it, but we're running out of time. But absolutely adore that movie mm -hmm. thank you so much to tiktok for yeah. inviting us i mean uh, there'll be other opportunities and premieres and stuff but i think what a what a one to start out on like one of my most anticipated movies of all time absolutely i'll be there i flew straight out there so i'll be there right now good times. Well, hey, well before we move on chris uh i do want to say thank you to uh the patrons a because it was because of the support of all of our patrons of the show that we were able to actually fly out there and experience LA. Yeah. Thanks to your guys' patronage. So we wouldn't have had this experience without you. But I specifically want to call out the super patrons for the month of June. Are you ready to hear who they are, Chris? Please lay a moment. We got Chester Copperpot. We got San Valentino. Hell yeah, we do. Svento7, mm -mm. Jaron Bowers, Jenny, a.k.a. Ashley Ray. That has some great alliteration. I just want to point that AKA. out. A.k.a. Ashley Ray, Alan Tomlinson, Wendy O'Laughlin, Jason Hawkins, Trey Barrera, Conrad, David Malfara, Kaylee Sampson, Rabbit Dog in a Barbie Car. Rabbit Dog. Still maybe the best the best uh, username. Uh, Jose Ruben Cruz Rodriguez, Alexis Adler, Thomas Alexander, Emmy Joe Velez, Valerie, Aaron Layton, John Collins, Amanda King, Sun Loving Mortal, Andrew Gray, Jadinklage Morgoon. Longtime supporter, but he's now a super supporter. Super supporter. Thank you. Uh, Jen Robinson, Kate, Chloe Richardson, Kalisha Reeves, Kiki Newton, Kevin Strother, Jeanette Murphy, Casey McCain, and, and Enza. That's a long list. I know. That's and why as rough this. as that might be to listen to, it's so amazing at the same time that it's that long. Yeah. So if you would like to support. for a while, it was just like. And thanks, Enza. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks, Enza and Phil. And Carmelita. Thank you, Enza and Carmelita. Every time, you know. Yeah. But um, if you would like to support the show as well, so maybe you can hear your name in the in the podcast episode or even help us if we have another invite yeah, uh, to go to L.A. Uh, to represent the show, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash streaming things where you can select from a variety of tiers. And in the future, these Crossing Streams episodes will feature us talking about at least three different shows and movies that we haven't talked about on a main episode ever. Three, sometimes um, two. 
Yeah, baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm going to undersell it. <laughs> <laughs> Just things that we've been checking out. We might think you might like. Yeah. Before we go, I do want to plug something, even though we took up all the time with Spider-Man, because how often are we going to go to these premieres and take up crossing streams with yeah. that story? And a lot of people were reaching out, asking us how hey, it, what was, it was like, what it was like. It was awesome. That's how it was like. If you're not watching a show called Silo on Apple TV Plus, um, I've set, I've watched the whole thing because they sent me screeners. There's a couple episodes left. I think the show ends at the end of June. It's incredible. If you're a fan of sci-fi, of mysteries, of sci-fi? high production value, I know Steve loves all of those things. Mm. It's incredible. Uh, it's one of my favorite shows of the year. I love it. Uh, I read the book Wool uh, when it came out around 2011 or Is so. Is that the book it's based off of? It's based off of, uh, it's a trilogy, but yeah, the first one was called Wool. And the story of that book is really cool because the guy just published each chapter as a short story on, on his blog for free. And, we, and then he got so many readers that he got a book deal out of it. So he That's was just like, awesome. I got it. Yeah. It's like a really cool underground book mm-hmm. uh, that they've been trying to turn into a TV show for a long time. Um, but it stars Rebecca Ferguson, who I am obsessed with. I adore her. Love I can't her. wait to see the Mission Impossible movies that have her in it again soon. Uh, it's got Tim Robbins. It's got Common. It's got Rashida Jones, um, a big I Parks and Rec Rashida fan. Jones. Yeah. It's got uh, David, uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, um, David Oyewo, Oyelowo. David Oyelowo, I think that's how you say it. Um, he's incredible. Uh, so many cool people. Actually, uh, Succession fans, it's got the mom, Caroline, from Succession in it. She's got a prominent role. role. Um, but it's... Ah, oh, Billy Postlewaite. It's kind of a slow burn at times, but in the best way to me. I've seen the whole first season. I think it's very satisfying. I wish more people were watching it. I think it's already greenlit for more action. But if not, I need you to check it out so I can get more of it. What's uh, what's the synopsis? Like, what's the elevator pitch for what the show, like, the, what the story is? Well, it's a lot like Attack on Titan or City of Ember, if you've read that book, apparently. That's what people say. Read but it? it's got uh, <laughs> reading. Read? It's about, it's a dystopian thriller uh, where all of humanity now lives in a silo underground. It's a very large silo that takes like three days to walk from the top all the way to the bottom. There's 10 or 12,000 people that live in it. Um, so it's a lot like Snowpiercer in some ways too, right? But they've got a society you down there now. You live in the back of the car. Kind of, because there's like the down deep, the people that live down the there. The down deepers? The, yeah, the engineers. And, and the up aboveers. But it's not a, a class system that like struggle that you think it would be. That's a slight like world building touch. It's actually, it's more of like a V for vendetta, like railing against the government because um, they have suspicions that there's more than meets the eye in a transformers kind of way. But the neat thing is they don't remember why they're in the silo. They know that going outside will kill you, but they don't know why nobody remembers. You think Uh, someone would have written that down? Nobody knows. Well, what happened was there was an uprising like 150 years prior to the show and that all the records were destroyed mm-hmm. and they don't remember why the, like they have no societal record of why the silo was built, who built the silo, what happened outside. And they don't have any science either. So they don't know what stars are. They don't know what they have some medicine and things like that, but there's so much of human knowledge that's lost. Um, and our main character starts to suspect maybe the people in charge do know some of these answers and they're not giving it to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the mystery of the show that gets slowly unraveled. I adore it. I think you'll like it too. It's on Apple TV Plus. It's called Silo, baby. Silo. Just Silo, not Silo, baby.
check it out. And that's it. That's Crossing Streams. If you like this kind of show, good news. It's going to drop every Tuesday. We're going to talk about different things we've been watching or things we've seen yeah. before that we don't give uh, a main episode for. You can email the show at streamingthingspod at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Movies Are Therapy and Steve at Steve. Uh, S underscore May 05 <laughs> I had on Instagram. I had it for a while. I had it for a while. Steve May 13 on Twitter. Mm, come on, baby. You can follow the show on Instagram at Streaming Things Pod Official. Mm-hmm. And you can follow the show on Twitter at Stream Thing Pod. You can find me on Grinder. I am the dot Ooh. always around the corner. Uh, <laughs> 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 so I'm saying. Uh, we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. That's all the time we have for right now. My name is Chris. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things. Happy streaming.